What do you think? I think we're dead meat. Real dead meat. You're dead meat! Go ahead and laugh, you guys. If I ever find a little bastard of business, they're dead meat. Welcome to the Dead Meat Podcast, your horror <laughs> safe haven. I'm Chelsea. And I'm James, and we're married and we like to get scared together. Let's do so much. Just real quick, right at the top. Uh, one, if it looks like I have like weird like patches, I'm just noticing that on my hands and oh. arms. It's because I just got done shooting something where I was in full makeup and mm-hmm. prosthetics and stuff. You looked real ni- nasty. Yeah, it's real nasty. It's awesome, and you'll know what it is when it comes out. I can't really say much mm-hmm. more than that, but that was cool. Two, right before we started filming this, the news broke that Vince McMahon is retiring from WWE. James, would you like to elaborate a little further on why we're... I mean, I guess a tiny bit. Uh, I don't want to take up too much of people's time. No, times. this is important. I'm, just, I'm very distracted This right episode's now. called Men, and... This He's is, a man. This is men news. <laughs> this is news in men. Um... Uh, yeah, I, again, I don't want to take up too much time. I'm just very distracted. This is literally the single biggest story in probably all of pro wrestling history, at least in the past 40 years. Uh, Vincent K. McMahon is the longtime owner and CEO of WWE, a global billion-dollar pro wrestling entertainment company. Uh, he is responsible, I would say, for wrestling being as big as it was in the late 90s, early 2000s, and uh, being what it is today, for better or worse. Um, the on-screen villain he played is one of the greatest villains of all time in anything. Unfortunately, that's also kind of close to his real-life uh, person, uh, against which there have been allegations of, you know, uh, sexual assault and all sorts of things. He also probably got a guy off for murder when the guy murdered his, uh, probably murdered his girlfriend, I believe, in the 80s. Uh, so... Yeah. You've made it sound like there's no way he would ever retire. No. Like, that's why this is crazy. No, like, yeah. Everyone assumed that he would be... Him leaving WWE would be him dying. Yes. He, that he would be controlling this company from his deathbed, like in a hospice. Um, He announced his retirement on Twitter, which is weird. And it's also after the Wall Street Journal has published a few things in the past couple of months uh allegations about him misusing funds and sexual assault allegations which is weird because mainstream news never touches wrestling it, that's why it skates by being carny shit uh so maybe a bigger story is gonna drop that would have forced him out i don't know man and then brock lesnar maybe is also leaving because vince is out i'm very distracted this is a huge story i'm sorry we should talk about men that's what people clicked on this video for. i mean hey it is kind of i guess a little bit relevant that Vince is I mean we don't know the exact reason he's leaving because it just seems like maybe there's something that's gonna come out because holy fuck but I I would assume he is like toxic masculinity as a person yeah yeah he for sure he's like very much no weakness is allowed Uh, he reportedly doesn't allow people to sneeze in front of him because he thinks it shows weakness so weird uh you can't nod yeah he doesn't like nodding. nodding he's a fucking weird guy he's a fascinating guy like, he's a fascinating guy. Yeah. Um. But yes, he is very much a man. Yeah. So I'm just because <laughs> everything is developing so quickly. I uh am going to intermittently. We're gonna do news. Uh, news and men. Is that what we're calling news and men? Just sure. Quick look, because I'm curious too. What the fuck is going on? Yeah. Yeah. Smackdown's anyway, about to go on. And air I feel in an bad hour. that you're so distracted. Me too. I'm so sorry. Anyone like anyone like fucking huge men fans who yeah, want to hear our thoughts about this. I'm so sorry for being distracted. Uh, this movie is made, written, and directed by Alex Garland. It's his third feature as a director. Yeah. After Ex Machina, which is fucking fantastic. And Annihilation, which is one of my favorite movies of the past, I don't know, 10 years. Annihilation is one of my favorite movies just in general. Yeah, it's I think it's amazing. Awesome. I like Ex Machina a lot too. I think Ex Machina is Ex great. Ex Machina is amazing. And so I was really excited for this. And honestly, I'm kind of disappointed in this movie. I did not really love it. I didn't like it. You know, the first... I, it's so weird. A lot of people think... I. I had to go online and read thoughts and analyses because yeah. it's it's a very um uh what'd you call it opaque 
It's a very opaque movie. Yeah, which is weird because I said it was simultaneously the least subtle and most the of. most, yeah, uh, yeah, obtuse thing, obtuse, kind yes. of. Yeah, great description yeah, of this movie. Yeah, it's both of those things. Somehow. Yeah, so I definitely had to read reactions to it and uh, people's thoughts on it. Uh, it seems like a lot of people didn't like it until the last act. I'm kind of the opposite. Yeah, I was more willing to ride along with it for the first half and then it, it just lost me when it didn't do enough by the time the second half started and then the last act which is a little it's weird yeah yeah it's nuts but it like didn't do anything for me i literally started laughing yeah during the 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 big yeah you know sequence that we'll talk about i saw a tweet and i wish i had the uh the twitter handle because it made it, it kind of very succinctly said what I, I just couldn't really put my finger on what was bugging me. And they said the third act of this, like the fact that it is what it is. And my reaction was, oh, that's it. Yeah. Is kind of a red flag for it. Just it, it just. Yeah, that's kind of how I felt, too. Considering what happens in the third act, my reaction should not be OK. <laughs> what and what, you know? Yeah. Uh, you know. It's a very divisive movie. I think plenty of people hated it. Plenty of people liked it a lot. Yeah. And, you know, we both brought up Mother as a comparison. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is a similar... Uh, it's similarly allegorical. Mm -hmm. Like, very symbolic. Yeah, like and, magical realism. Yeah, and has a, uh, also has a very crazy third act. Mm -hmm. But if you'll remember from our fucking... Uh, discussion of it five years ago oh it might have just been me on a live stream by myself talking about it but we left that theater and like i kind of liked it and you did not like it yeah and then we read more about it and then it's like oh i actually fucking love mother yeah i i can't i really came around to that movie i yeah. think after talking about it even just on the way home mm -hmm. and having some time with it i really liked it the more that i sit with this the less I'm really feeling it, which is a bummer. Yeah. so I wanted to like this a lot. I was really looking forward to this one. I mean, we love the previous two films. And, you know, I, I'm not about to write Alex Garland off next thing no. he makes. I'll be excited to see. This just in particular, I didn't, I wasn't feeling it. I guess, like, uh, I guess let's just start from the beginning. Sure. Right? I, well, you know what? Let's say, I'll say at the top, I think the performances in this are great. I really like Jessie Buckley in general. Mm -hmm. uh, she was in uh, I'm Thinking of Ending Things. She's the girl in that. Oh! Right. Why didn't you say that when we were watching it? I thought you knew. I don't recognize faces, which was a problem for me this movie. Yeah. Because every man in the village that she goes to is played by Rory Kinnear. Rory Kinnear. Uh-huh. Uh, not sure how to say that last name. Kinnear? 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 I don't know. No, yeah. that's Greg. I don't know. It's the guy from uh, most recently... Our flag means he's death. He's in our flag means death. Yeah. As the uh, the, the guy hunting. Uh, yeah, he's got the brother, and yeah, he, he plays. It's weird. He also plays more than one person in that too. That's true. Yeah, but in here he plays every single dude, which I didn't realize until embarrassingly late. Um, but yeah, amazing he's performances. He's great. But, I think he's so good in this. I mean, is this technically a supporting role? He kind of is right? all the supporting cast, I right? I mean, that's a strong nomination for the next Dead Meat Horror Awards is this guy in supporting role, Ooh, you know? Ooh, that's true. Especially him as Jeffrey. I love Jeffrey. I love Jeffrey. <laughs> Jeffrey is the hashtag not all men of this movie until he becomes all men. Jeffrey. And I think that's kind of the point of yeah. his character. <laughs> I, well, let's let's get into it. So uh, we, we start our movie we see Jessie Buckley, and she looks like she's been crying. She's got a bloody nose. She's in an apartment, and then it we, is orange as hell. It's orange. It is. She a, lives in the most orange. She apartment. lives in like the middle of Tatooine. It's yeah. uh, it's an apartment where the it's it's shot during a sunset through orange curtains. Yeah. So it's very orange. I mean, the colors in this movie are great. That is something I love the way this movie looks. Especially all the green. It's so green. All it's, this countryside. And her little and, blue Fiesta that she's driving around. It's like Alex just cranked saturation yeah, and yeah. vividness up to 200 yeah, in it, post. It does look really, really nice. I like it. Yeah. There is a man that's falling in front of her window outside. Uh, and she's screaming. And I think we can probably just go. Because we get what happened in, in little drops throughout the movie. Yeah. But I, I think we can just say what happened now. Okay. So, yeah. Her... Uh, she was married, 
And the guy who's who's falling is her husband who... As we find out a little bit later. I yeah. do like the way it's revealed. I do too, You start to yeah. piece it together yourself and this then you're movie, told... This movie, good uh, exposition. Good writing yes. for exposition because you never have a character... Because this is a movie where this woman is all by herself in this house and the only exposition we ever really get is one in flashbacks and two when she's on the phone with a friend of hers. And we never get the... Well, you know, you remember when my husband, blah, 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 blah. You don't ever get that. Yeah. You, you kind of piece together what happened. And By the time they say explicitly what's happened aloud, you've pieced you've it together through the flashbacks. It out, right. it's, yeah, it's done very it's well. It's well done. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She is married and she wants a divorce. And her husband very much does not want to get Oh, divorced. man. This guy is... <laughs> He's, this guy's very good also. Oh, yeah. I really like him. His name is... Uh, James. I mean, the well, the character's name, name is James. Uh, his name is Papa Esidu. I I can't be pronouncing that correctly. He's a British actor. He uh, I feel like you can you can tell sometimes when an actor. I mean, if they're British, that's a giveaway. I feel like if you're a British actor, you have to be a Shakespearean actor as <laughs> sure, well. But yeah. he just has the aura of I did Shakespeare. Mm -hmm. Do you know? He just just good. I don't know. <laughs> he just exudes something. Yeah, he's great in, like, the scenes we get him in. Mm -hmm. All, all you know, perhaps not surprisingly, all the male characters in this movie are uh, kind of stereotypically, like, negative male traits that you, you see a lot. Yeah, although what's weird is... <sighs> the, so the stuff with her and her husband, that kind of emotional manipulation he does where he so he threatens to to kill himself if if they get divorced he, yeah she and, leaves and, him he's like i will kill myself and then she's right like now. you know i don't want you to do that and he's like well obviously you do or else you wouldn't yeah divorce you're me. doing like, it to that me kind of, kind of thing and mm -hmm. i don't necessarily think that that kind of emotional manipulation is unique to men i don't think it's unique to men and i think more often it is depicted as something a woman would do sure like yeah yeah stuff. it's i mean it's textbook uh turning who the victim is around and like yeah that emotional manipulation uh i guess he, yeah i guess the thing maybe about it that and i think maybe alex garland is like this is something that is maybe a very um something that men do to women is the idea of him doing something to himself and then being like, you're doing this to me kind of thing. Like, you're making me do this. And that's echoed by other characters like the vicar. Yeah, I mm. think that's maybe the part of their scenes where she's saying she wants a divorce that really, I think that's like the core of it is the, he's doing a lot of this to himself and it's her fault kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, he literally ends up at the end of the argument hitting her like mm -hmm. straight up punching her in the face she says that he had never done that before but uh you know when he does she's like was that your plan to win me back right and he doesn't say look what you made me do but that's the sense of it you know and that's why in that first scene with her she has a bloody nose and uh it's because of that so after that argument and after that happened she kicked him out of the apartment and locked the door and he apparently went to the flat uh, the flat above the flat. them, uh, <laughs> climbed on their balcony. And then what I like about this is that it's ambiguous whether or not he did actually intend to kill himself. Yeah. Because he might have, uh, apparently, she says, I'm guessing from what the neighbors said, may have slipped while trying to climb down to their balcony. And his face when he's falling and they make eye contact, which is haunting. He terrifying. looks surprised. Yeah, yeah. And he looks like... It isn't the face of, like, you made me do this. It's more it, of, like, oh, oh fuck. fuck. <laughs> yeah. I What I kind of like about that ambiguity, though, is in both scenarios, if you're her and you're feeling guilty about this situation, either way, you can... You're, brain can spin it to be like this was my fault because either he purposely killed himself which he said he was going to do if she left him and she and did he warned her, warned or her, yeah. he slipped trying to get back into the apartment which he would have he only had to do that because she locked, locked him, him out, out. so yeah. either way it doesn't really matter honestly mm -hmm. like character wise for her i guess if he did it on purpose or not and i kind of i like that yeah you know. and she's dealing with I guess the potential guilt of what happened to her ex-husband. Uh, but I will say, 
I don't really, and you said this too, I don't really have a good sense of who she is as a person that's, outside of this incident. That's my big beef with this movie, is this movie, for all it's about, kind of, oh, isn't it terrible that men do this to women? It kind of isn't really about the woman. Mm-hmm. Like, everything just kind of happens to her. Yeah. And we don't really get to know much about her other than her character <laughs> as defined yeah. by what her husband did. Exactly. The entirety of her character, pretty much, is its reaction to this event that her husband did. Well, can we say what that last scene is? I mean, by now, everyone's still listening. <laughs> yeah. I think because I think it. it's pretty because the last scene you got all these Jeffries running around they're all Rory Kinnear and then the last bit is uh they're coming at her and then a vagina you know you know what let's I'm gonna cut you off there we'll leave everyone like what what do you just vagina out of nowhere we'll get to it I think we're gonna loop back around. Let's do, let's, let's, cause it's not gonna make any sense if we just state, you know, this is the ending of this movie. Cause there's a, the green man is involved and it's a whole thing. No, 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 we'll come back to it. Just Yeah, and, we'll get- and here's the other thing I'll say up top. I might just not be smart enough for this movie. There's a lot of like literary illusions. Uh, obviously, you know, she gets to the village that she's renting an Airbnb pretty much to get away and just like, I don't know. Um, just recover from yeah. this tra- trauma. Yeah, and it, I think that's like a, especially if, because like where her husband died, the, the location itself is pretty central to how he died. He jumped off or fell off the building and it's just associating that space. with. Sure. I yeah. wouldn't want to be there anymore either. So she goes and gets a cottage in the middle of nowhere. It's a beautiful place. Oh, it's and- amazing. She drives right up to this fucking Mike Flanagan looking house. Yeah, and literally <laughs> the first thing she does when she gets there is takes an apple from a tree and eats it. And then when she meets Jeffrey, who is the main Rory Kinnear, Jeffrey. who is the best Rory Kinnear. He's the guy who owns the place. And he like even makes a joke like, oh, forbidden fruit. And it's like, okay, I got that illusion. I, okay, yeah. got But it. what's interesting <laughs> is he then says, no, like it's fine, but you know, when, you know, eat them because when they fall and they're just laying there, it attracts wasps. And I, you know, I can't take credit for observing this. I was reading other reviews of it, but uh, I saw someone point out that it's kind of the idea of like, oh, if, a, you know, the idea of like women attracting bad things or you know like oh well can't leave them you can't just have that out there because it'll attract wasps Mm. you know you can't just be walking around you'll attract bad attention kind of thing sure yeah uh but you know besides the very obvious adam and eve illusion there are these things called sheila nagigs sheila nagigs they're figurative carvings of naked women displaying an exaggerated vulva. They're all over this movie. Uh, Same with uh, images of the green man, which if you've seen the Wicker Man, you'll recognize him. I mean, that's a very, very old pagan. pagan yeah. yeah. So, like, I don't know enough about those things to know if they're, like, really cleverly incorporated into this, if it would enhance my viewing of this movie, if I knew more about those things. And I fully recognize that maybe... If I were a better read man, I would get more out of men. And I apologize <laughs> sure. for not being that uh, I'm too focused on fucking pro wrestling. Do you want what's going on in the world of, Let's see. of real men? Okay. Uh, uh, Nonfiction I'm just men. Go to the subreddit and see if there's any new. Um, what was the last posts? development? Brock Lesnar's leaving. Maybe Goldberg's going to step in. There are some reports that maybe the people. At WWE are looking into replacing Brock with Goldberg at SummerSlam. I'm sure that Brock will still show up for the SummerSlam match and then just maybe be done. But I think Vince will probably call him and be like, listen, even though I'm not there, you got to put it on for the company. All right, you do it for you. Uh, so maybe that's the case. Um, doesn't look like there's any any new developments. Uh, it is funny though. Oh, never mind. Stephanie McMahon is set to kick off SmackDown tonight. That is new co-CEO Vince's daughter, Stephanie McMahon and brand ambassador. Uh, so I'm very curious to see that. I'm going to be watching SmackDown tonight. Also funny is that Ric Flair's career in wrestling outlasted Vince McMahon's. He has his final match, uh, upcoming. Wow. Um, and you know, hopefully he doesn't die in the ring. (laughs) Woo! 
<laughs> we'll see. All right, that's my okay, update. Cool, great. What something I noticed about Jeffrey, who like greets her when she gets to the house, is how often Jeffrey does the thing where he will ask her if she needs help with something. Like, oh, do you want me to get your luggage? She's like, no, I'm good. I can get it. He's like, no, no, I insist. And then when he goes and grabs it, then he makes like kind of a joke like, oh, breaking a sweat so much. I should have asked for it. You know, it's just that thing where uh, he does it a few times. I forget. I think it's when he also comes back and she's like, hey, there's someone outside. And he insists on going to Loki, even though she's like, no, Jeffrey, don't go outside. Yeah. Just this idea of like men insisting that they do that the this like weird chivalry almost or yeah. just like outdated kind of politeness and then then complaining about it like oh i'm expected to do this because i'm a man kind of thing oh that's good yeah he's yeah. definitely um out of all the various rorys who she encounters his uh sexism is probably the most passive and old fashioned it's also the most like this is the type of sexism every woman experiences like period like he that's just especially from older guys i feel yeah uh, i mean even younger guys sure yeah but i feel like you know more older a higher percentage of older guys than younger i don't know whatever in any case it's very much a yes women are to be protected right sense because he you know insists on uh uh, bringing in her luggage. Like you said, when she tells him not to go out to look for this intruder, uh, he literally says, oh, damsel in distress. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's very much those types of things. He refuses to let her pay for her drink at the yep. bar. Like, she's like, no, no please let I, me pay. And he's I'll like, no, your, your money's no good here. Right. Uh, so, yeah. And meanwhile, that same dude will be the one being like, why, oh, men are expected to pay on dates. Uh, it's so mm-hmm. dated. But yeah, it's... I like that. I think maybe that's why he's also kind of my favorite in this movie is because he's the most, I think, maybe nuanced character yeah. in terms of, like, being a, a portrayal of a facet of sexism, whereas the uh, some of the other ones are like, yeah, I, I get it. Like I the get- cop who doesn't believe her at all? Yeah, or the, the kid who's like... Stupid bitch. Yeah, like, literally yeah, says yeah. stupid it's- bitch, yeah. Yeah, and also Joffrey... Uh, Jeffrey? Jeffrey, not Joffrey. <laughs> Well, it's spelled, you know. Yeah. The, when it's, it's spelled like the Toys R Us giraffe. Yeah. And that seems to me like it should be Joffrey. <laughs> sure. There's an O in there. We see later, real late in the game, he talks about his dad. Mm-hmm. And he says that, this is when he is like, oh, you're a damsel in distress. I'm I happy to protect you. I wrote down what he says. He, he says that his father, when he was seven years old, his father told him, that he has all the qualities of a failed military man. Right. So I think that that, along with the final scene that I'm not being allowed to discuss right now, (laughs) is an indication that one of the theses of this film is that toxic masculinity breeds toxic masculinity. These are learned behaviors that men learn from other men and then pass down to further men because he has learned these things from his dad and then very literally... That's what happens in the scene that a lot of vaginas. It's a lot of vaginas. Uh, and back gussies. I yeah, heard, I there's lots of different ussies happening in the last 30 minutes of this movie. We'll get to it. Yeah, I think that's kind of the big, like the central, the, the crux of this movie is toxic masculinity and sexism is passed down through generations of men, which, yeah, I just don't think this movie deals with that in a particularly yeah, like, interesting way because I just, I don't know, I guess it's unfair that he had to go and make a fucking annihilation, which there's so much to kind of pick apart and think about with that. And it's not so straightforward. And, and that also this, has themes of like, uh, has gender themes. Too, yeah, totally. Sure. And then this is just, I don't, feel as much like, oh, I really want to like sense stew with this movie. And that's not to say I, I don't think movies can work when they're not subtle. Like we just, we reviewed Fresh like a few months ago and that movie's not subtle at all. And I think it works really well. It, it's it got a totally different style. Yeah. But I'm saying help. you don't yeah. have to yeah. be subtle or with your, if you want to say something with a movie, um, that movie also is written and directed by women. So I don't, you know. It's like how Get Out, you know, 
Yeah. It's, it's all theme. Right. Amazing movie. And this, I mean, you're calling the movie Men. That's making a statement right away. Like, yeah. that's anyone who's like, oh, I'm sick of politics or social issues in my movie. They're going to hate this movie before they even see it. Yeah. Because it's called Men. It's just called Men. It's just, it's just, it puts a lot of uh, pressure on it to be like, here's this movie, Men. I'm going to explain to you Men. I'm also a man. Uh, and let me explain it to you, which I guess, I, I don't know. That's also maybe something that going into this, I was a little bugged by is apparently... Uh, I think the only department head on this movie that was a woman was like, God, was it fucking makeup? It might have been like makeup. Oh, yeah. But like every single above the line person on this is the dude. And it's like, I don't know. It maybe rubs me the wrong way a little bit to make this movie where it's like we're kind of doing this critique of sexism and ingrained sexism. But then all of your above-the-line staff is men. And that's an issue in the film industry. It just, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. Just something to think about. Like, I don't think uh, Alex Garland or anyone who worked on this is, like, insincere no. in what he's trying to say, you know? I think maybe because I've lived my life as a woman, I'm like, yeah, I know how much men can suck. This isn't for me. I'm like that. None of this is news to me, kind of thing. Um, well, that was kind of your reaction to Promising Young Woman. Yeah, I fucking which, hate Promising Young Woman, which is interesting because that is written and directed by a woman, also. But I have like slightly different issues sure, with sure. with that one. But um, yeah, I don't know. I guess let's get back into more specific plot stuff. I guess because then I'm I feel like I'm getting a bit too abstract with my thoughts and I'm having a hard time collecting them. Yeah, she goes for a walk. You know, she it's this real nice moment. It starts like a light rain, and she's just happy to be caught in this light rain, and it looks wonderful. Yeah, it's really pretty. You got the music going. You got that beautiful, vivid cinematography. It's like I want to be in that rainstorm too. No wonder she's so happy. Yeah, uh, the smiles don't last. She comes across the a tunnel that you probably saw in the trailers for this movie, and she does the beautiful little. Uh, like, ah. <laughs> yeah, sound like peanut butter baby. It does peanut butter baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's a great. You know, her Echoes singing voice is great. Stuff. It is nice. Yeah, she's doing all these little harmonies and making this tunnel echo, and it's really cool. I like it. And then there's a guy on the other side, and, and it's he, a long tunnel, so like. It's, yeah. And he, he like, screams, he and that screams, starts echoing towards her. And then her. he starts running at And, dude, honestly, that little bit might just be my favorite part in this movie. Yeah, because it crawl. honestly is fucking scary. This guy just, like, And she, like, just dark. turns around and kind of speed walks away. She doesn't run. And I did see someone online saying how it's interesting that, like, that's a position that women are often put in where it's like, even though you're like, that's probably a dangerous thing to me. I don't want to make a big deal of it or look dumb or stupid if if it turns out to just be a guy. It's like, uh, what movie were we watching? It was Fresh. Oh, yeah, where the guy walks by He's and holding he has a the baby. baby and, and it's like, oh. She feels dumb mm -hmm. for not being, you know. Or it's for, exactly For being that. paranoid, yeah. Yeah. For sure. So she turns around and kind of speed walks out of there. To be fair, though, he's screaming and running He's at screaming her, and so. running, so I feel like at that point, yeah. No. yeah. <laughs> but that's kind of part of, I think, the movie's magical realism, too, is I don't think it's all, it all needs to be super straightforward. Mm -hmm. Like, clearly that's maybe what this is representing is, yeah, that situation where you're like, I'm just going to speed, I'm going to split the difference and speed walk. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, want to talk to you about our first sponsor this week, Shudder. If you're listening to this, I know you're like me, and I know that you like your movies scary good. So if you're in the mood for a classic horror film or something supernatural, you can count on Shudder to have just what you need. Shudder's got the best selection of horror, thriller, and supernatural movie series and original titles from Hollywood favorites to cult classics to acclaimed new movies you won't find anywhere else. Last week on the podcast, we discussed Mad God, which premiered in June on Shudder, the stop-motion epic masterpiece from visual effects legend Phil Tippett. Dear God, this movie. 
uh, what to say. In my copy, it says, don't spoil anything you talk about. I can't spoil Mad God. It's just too out there. It's too wild. Nothing I could say could possibly ruin the experience of watching this absolute trip for the first time. Highly recommended if you can stomach it. And also recommended so that you can then go back and listen to our podcast from last week. <laughs> Definitely go check out Shudder. We love it. I know you're going to love it too. And right now you can stream your first 30 days of Shudder for free. Go to Shudder.com and use code DEAD meat. That's S-H-U-D-D-E-R.com code dead meat. Stream free for your first 30 days by going to shutter.com code dead meat. Our next sponsor this week is Fume. Listen, if you've ever tried to quit smoking, you know how hard it is. I have family and friends that have either quit or tried to quit, and it honestly seems awful. It seems truly miserable and really difficult. Fume is a natural inhaler designed for a better, safer, and more natural way to quit cigarettes. It's a no-smoke, no-vape, and no-nicotine replacement for the hand-to-mouth habit of smoking. Fume's made of 100% Canadian maple and uses cores infused with plant oils studied to curb cravings. They've got straightforward flavors like peppermint or conquer that has minty notes to simulate menthol cigarettes, and other flavors like lemonberry bliss for a sweeter experience. And again, all their flavors are 100% natural. There's no harmful chemicals, no artificial flavors, and absolutely no nicotine. I'm personally not a smoker, but Fume sent me some samples anyway, and I tried these out. They taste really, really nice. The pipe is also really cute. Like if a wizard was trying to quit smoking, it kind of looks like something maybe a wizard would use. So whether you're a smoker or ex-smoker who still struggles with cravings, Fume is the perfect tool for you. It's time to create positive habits and quit naturally with Fume, and we're here to make it easier. Right now, if you head to breathefume.com slash deadmeat and use promo code deadmeat, you are going to save 10% off your entire order. You're going to save on the cigarettes you aren't buying and save on your initial purchase of Fume. That's 10% off your entire order when you head to B-R-E-A-T-H-E-F-U-M dot com slash dead meat and use code dead meat. Our last sponsor this week is Dadgrass. So it's really, really hot out right now. And I don't know about you, but the potential combination of really hot, sweaty weather with paranoia and getting too high sounds pretty bad. I don't think it sounds very fun. If you're looking to relax on a summer night and not go to outer space, Dadgrass is legal organic hemp that relaxes your body and mellows your mind. Dadgrass is kind of comparable to having a glass of wine. It's really, really subtle, but I love it. Dadgrass CBD products are made with 100% organic hemp that's really easy to dose and the effects come on really smoothly. They have a variety of products like pre-rolled joints as well as hemp flower and a variety of CBD tincture drops. So you get to enjoy all the effects of CBD while keeping a clear head. Honestly, most importantly, all Dadgrass products are federally legal for ages 18 and over and it'll ship right to your door anywhere in the US. So if you're looking to chill out without getting the munchies or paranoia, you can go to dadgrass.com slash deadmeat to check out their products. Right now, Dadgrass is offering our listeners 20% off your first order when you go to dadgrass.com slash deadmeat. Go to dadgrass.com slash deadmeat for 20% off your first order. One last time, that's dadgrass.com slash deadmeat. She ends up seeing who's following her when she's taking pictures of some like abandoned buildings on her way back home. It's a naked guy. There's so many naked guys in this. Or no, there's so many of one naked guy yeah. in this movie. To... And he's kind of yellow. He looks, uh, yeah, his skin is weird. It's he looks like a Simpsons jaundice. character to me. Yeah, or I thought of the yellow guy in Sin City. Yeah. It's just something's not quite right. His eyes are kind of weird looking too. He's I don't like it. There's it's not. And this is also Rory? Yeah. He's every guy except the husband. Okay. Which I think I I do appreciate and I feel like you must have also appreciated that her husband looks completely different than Rory <laughs> her Kinnear. Her husband is a black man. Yes. Yeah. Very much <laughs> so, not okay. Rory. Rory. Not Rory Kinnear, it's her husband. Okay. Yeah. Yes. He is naked yellow man. I wonder if that was really him hanging dog. I mean, we see up this dude's asshole, I feel like. I, like, I've seen every square inch of Rory him? Kinnear's body at this point. It has to be, right? I guess. Can you tuck and wear a prosthetic? I just feel like it'd be a lot more effort 
Yeah. To make it not him versus can you just hang dong for this movie? I guess, yeah. I don't know. Women are asked to get naked all the time. Yeah. That's that's the true equality of men. No women nudity. There is something I like about this movie is there's it's just a lot of male nudity. You know, it's it's called men, and you know what? There's so many dicks. You see all of men. We see his whole taint area. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she uh, <laughs> finally, like, there, there are some good little sequences where he's looking through the window very creepily, and Ooh, she doesn't yeah, notice him. She's on, like, a work call, and she he just is kind of in the backyard, just walking around back there, and he's looking in the windows. And I do like the the stuff with this guy because it's, like... This is like a complic. I think this is another it like instance of maybe some more complicated or uh, complex um, commentary because he's clearly you know he's in the yard. He's looking at her windows. It's creepy. He's very pointedly looking in the house, right? And we as the audience are in her shoes and we understand him to be a threat. It's a scary scene. I mean, it's tense. We're scared he might break in or do something. And it just, she she notices him, calls the police, and they arrest him. It's pretty, like, you know, little fanfare. He just gets arrested. Yeah, I, I was not expecting this naked yellow man to be on the ground getting handcuffed in this movie by police. I yeah. was like, oh, okay. I thought that maybe he wasn't real. And what I do like about that whole scene and subsequently this scene later at the bar where she's talking to the police officer about that, the naked guy. Um, who they end up having to let go. They're like, they, we can't really charge him on anything. He just, his crime was being on your property naked, you know? But the thing is, is like, because we experienced that scene with her, we understand and empathize that that man felt like a threat. It felt dangerous. It felt, it was scary. I, you know, it felt kind of like a stalker-ish, creepy thing. You followed her home. Mm-hmm. And it's that thing that women often experience where there can feel like there's gray area stuff where our personal subjective experience was something that felt threatening or dangerous. But when you describe it to someone else, they're like, well, he could have just been, you know, he was walking the same way as you, or he maybe he was just being friendly or just those things where it's, you know, like the police officer says, he, you know, probably was not all mentally there. He just, you know... And Just she's walking. like, he, he I, I saw him twice, so he was. I'm sure he was stalking me. And the cop's like, well, did he see you twice? Like, right, exactly. So it's thing. just those those scenarios where living through them is one thing, but it's so easy as an outsider to not give you know the woman the benefit of the doubt when you're kind of looking at it as like a list of a series of events that happened, and without experiencing them, you're like, well. I don't understand why you felt so threatened. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, there was a lady cop who is kind of an aberration of a character because she is the only other. Who she's takes the only her female, seriously. Yeah. Well, she's the only female uh, character in the village. Yeah. And it'd be so funny if she also was played by Rory. Yeah. No, she's not. It's a different actress. Is so. a woman, and she does say, you know, this guy probably harmless. But then she goes on to empathize or sympathize with, uh, what's oh we didn't even say her name Harper uh, Harper Harper uh, Marlow Marlo. Mrs Marlow <laughs> Where's the hubby Oh where's the hubby <laughs> Oh awkward <laughs> Oops But yes the woman cop does sympathize Yeah and it's I think the the female cop represents like I don't know just I think maybe you know we get caught up in like this idea that like oh women are you know we can be paranoid right and like mostly you know women do a lot of of like a you know we talk ourselves down constantly Mm -hmm. in experiences like that where you're like honestly it probably was harmless like you know women are are human we can be both irrational and rational and i feel like that's the experience 95 percent it's like you're like yeah i can objectively look at this and reason yeah he probably is just mentally ill and it's probably nothing but also my emote i can't you know discount how i felt in a moment and so yeah that, it, that's a nice character to have show up so you don't feel completely cuckoo bananas watching this movie <laughs> just mm-hmm. someone to ground you a little bit she walks to a nearby church yeah and you know 
reflects inside. You get more flashbacks. She screams to herself. Yeah, that's when she sees there's like an altar or a basin. I can't, I don't know if it's an altar or a basin where it's got the green man on one side and the, what is the? Sheila Nagig. Sheila Nagig on the other side. And what I think is interesting is you have that altar, which is super pagan underneath this very Catholic looking stained glass uh, Mm -hmm. window that's clearly Jesus and some disciples, I think. I mean, it just, it's a, it's a church, right? And I like that that's that kind of mixture of the old and new. Um, you get that in Wicker Man too, that kind of tension between uh, Christianity and paganism. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that's a big runner. And I, I don't know if I would call this folk horror, but it definitely has Wikipedia nods. describes it as folk horror. Interesting. It takes place in the countryside. I get, The setting feels folk Yeah, horror. there is that tie-in to religion and and, and superstition and there yeah i think it's interesting the so she, when she screams in the church and she screams she just has like a it's mm-hmm. after another flashback and she's screaming um and she's in there alone and we see there's another man in the <laughs> background who is the vicar of the church is that just a priest yeah i was looking i, I it, that's got to be Man, this is, I'm going to sound really dumb. Like, I don't really. A is representative. That, is it the Church of England? It has, it has. Is it like specifically Church of England is my guess? Although, yeah, no, it says vicar no. in the Roman Catholic Church. A vicar is a representative or deputy of a bishop. In the Church of England, a vicar is an incumbent of a parish. So, so I was like, I shot the bishop, but I didn't and shoot the, the vicar. vicar. Yeah, there you go. That's how I'll remember it. Okay. Whatever. He's the vicar. It's fine. He's a he is the religious authority in the town. That's all that really matters, honestly. Mm-hmm. And I think it's interesting that later he is talking about he basically is reciting passages from like Ulysses and it's like Ulysses with a siren. And I think it's interesting in retrospect that her screaming is almost like the siren song oh, that's where he's good, yeah. like, do I that's, he's tempted to... You see him in the background approach and then like turn he leaves. around and leave. Yeah, yeah, I think it's him being like, do I talk he's to her? With, he and... is withstanding her temptation yeah. at first. And it's interesting because also in that story, the sirens, when you don't have your ears plugged up, it sounds like singing and they're very beautiful women. But when you unplug your ears, it's like they're these monsters and they're shrieking and they're scary. And that's kind of this... That's what like her, I think her scream is, is it's her grief and it's this awful, ugly thing. But to just a dude, it's damsel in distress, eh? <laughs> you know, ooh, this is a an emotionally vulnerable woman I can go talk to. And that makes thing. me think of her little, ah. That, yeah. Those get incorporated into the movie score too. Yeah. So it's like her, yeah. her uh, singing becomes mm-hmm. and um, he, darker. Yeah. And he does say later like, oh, you were singing to me. I mean, it's. Again, not yeah. subtle. So the vicar's whole thing is, you know, he sits down with her. This is after she sees a little boy with Rory Kinnear's face. I didn't like how this looked. I, I'm not a fan of it. Real it's clearly creepy. a grown-ass man's head on a child's body. Yeah, especially when he shows up later in her house. It's like a men in black alien. I don't like it. He looks like the uh, fucking uh, John Franklin from Children of the Corn. Yeah. Like, or like it looks like a, like a Michelle Gondry music video monster. It's real weird. You, it's bad. And I don't this like kid, it. he's like wearing a plastic pinup girl face. Yeah, it's like one of those like party store masks mm-hmm. that he's got on. And he asks her to play hide and seek and she's like not in the mood and he's like stupid bitch. You dumb and, bitch. Yeah. And yeah, he goes away. Uh, it's, the, I mean, again, that character is very like, that's, you know, you say no to a man and they're like, fine, you fucking bitch. You're mm-hmm. ugly anyway. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but the vicar's like, oh, I apologize for, for Simon or Samuel or whatever the fuck his name is. And he sits down <laughs> with her to talk about her grief and trauma. And, you know, she's telling him about her husband. And, you know, I my immediate flag went up when he puts his hand on her knee. That's an like, inter- that is something about this scene. I think this scene start- is when this movie, the combination of him and the kid is when I was like, oh, please win me back movie. Because I think this scene is like when we're starting to just get into this is not subtle anymore territory. Well, well for me, who didn't realize that these are all Rory's, I apologize. I have 
partial face blindness, maybe. Uh, I was like, oh, maybe this vicar will end up being an okay guy. F- fuck me. The movie's called Men. Of course no. it's not. But the one thing I did like about this scene is the ambiguity of him putting his hand on her knee. Because she doesn't react to it as no, a negative thing. No, in... So many contexts, and honestly, if you're in a, you know, if you're talking to someone like a, uh, you know, religious or just someone you trust who is like, I want to listen to your problems, and they put their hand, you know, that can be comforting. That mm-hmm. can be, you know, that can be a gesture of just kindness and hey, you know. But it's in this context, it's ambiguous, and I can see. I was even reading a Reddit there where someone was like, I didn't read that as creepy until he fully reveals himself to be a creep. Well, he does it, and I'm like, is this going to be creepy? And he leaves his hand there for a long time, but again, she doesn't, like, pull back. She doesn't glance at it. And so I'm like, maybe it's not going to be creepy. But then, shortly after, uh, or before the conversation's over, he's like, well, why do you think you caused your husband Yeah, he to says, you must wonder why you drove him to it. So he blames her, and, you know, she gets real upset. She says, my husband punched me, and that's when I kicked him out of the apartment. Oh, yeah. And he's, he's like, like, did you give him a why chance didn't to apologize? You, did you give him a chance to apologize? Mm-hmm. And no, he punched me in the face. And again, it's not subtle. I, I just, I didn't love this scene, because it's like, it's just so... So what, the, the church and how it has historically protected uh, men, or, you yeah, know... Yeah, or just the... Id- up yeah, it's just another... Authority. I don't know, it's just very much like, yep, that's... That's sexism. Yeah. And so she leaves. And then after that, he's revealed to be full on creepy. He's like feeling where she sat. Yeah, you. And then his whole thing when he comes back later, because all, all these he's guys. Frollo from Hunchback. For sure. Because all these guys end up materializing in her place that she's staying at. And they're like shifting between each other. So that's why I'm saying when they come back later, it's oh, all this it's weird trippy thing. of dudes. Yeah. And his whole thing when he's back is like blaming her for sexually tempting him. He's like, I've, I've been thinking about fucking you and you did that to me. And right. that's very much a, you know, that happens to women. The witch Esmeralda. We yeah. must burn her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's like, that's the thing. These ideas are kind of interesting. It's just, I do feel like I've heard them all before. That's the thing is it's not anything. Like I said earlier, this is not news to me. Yeah. Kind of. Like thing. I, you know, we're down on this movie, but I, di- I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it either, but it's just it's just the, to me, the way that it, there's a way to play maybe this movie where it feels maybe a bit more um, like self-critical or introspective where it's here is how I as a man kind of reconcile with sexism and how these things have been passed down to me and maybe how I have unconsciously or consciously done some of these things or believed some of these things. But this movie comes off more to me as like, can you believe it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> can you believe men are this terrible? I on I need to I need to put it all in a film and really like this is my statement on how bad men can and it's like, mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> like we know. <laughs> I do like that when he's blaming her for her husband's death. And she is getting upset and leaving. He says, well, I'm sorry. Did you want it comfortable or true? Like, did you want my... And I feel like that's often a thing that, you know... And that's maybe not even... I guess it's a gender thing, but it can also just facts be... Facts versus feelings. Yeah, that Dude, kind of thing. Sure. Like, oh, I'm I, sorry. Do, am I upsetting my you with my facts? facts hurt your feelings? <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I'm a man of reason and women are so... <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. But... but I guess while we're on the, the topic of like maybe the director's intent is a little what I was talking about earlier. I, as much as I'm all, as much as I think like, yeah, it's about, oh, how bad men can be. I do think you mentioned it's like, okay, the, the like passed down through the generation sexism and toxic. And I, I almost wonder if a bit of it is like a, listen, we know men can be bad, but here's like maybe why. And is I almost feel like it's a little weird to, Maybe. Oh, what, like apolog- apologist? Ma- a, a little bit? <sighs> you know? Like, yeah, what your husband did was fucked up, but he's a man, so that's, you know, that's just how we're kind of raised to be all fucked up. I don't know. He, the vicar does have a line, men do strike women sometimes. Right, that's what I mean. But, I, but like, the, the vicar is not 
like that's a bad guy. So. I know. It's mm, I don't know. I just cut that whole part. I don't know. No, it's worth like discussing. Yeah. It'll be easier to talk about that once we get to the end, I think. Just, okay. There's a weird shot of a dead deer. Oh yeah, there's a decomposing deer. And the camera in the goes woods. into its eye and then comes out and it's more decomposed. I don't know, man. Pa- like past it and the dandel- the like recurring dandelion oh, yeah, fluff yeah, yeah. everywhere. Um, I guess that ties into the green man, I'm sure. The, yeah. the naked yellow guy ends up turning himself into a Pokemon. Like he does, yeah. slitting his like he's putting leaves in in his skin and he ends up as the green man at the end. I guess. I I saw somewhere. It, I don't know if this is real science. I don't know about science, but apparently all <laughs> the the little seeds on a dandelion. Mm-hmm. They're all genetically the exact same. Like, they're all the, the identical little guys. Like men. Like all the Rory Kinnears in the village. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Just okay. thing that I'm pointing out that if that's not true, I don't know. Don't at me. Fuck, it's hot in here. I'm so sweaty <laughs> trying to review this weird-ass movie. We're right around where I just wrote, oh, this movie is exhausting. <laughs> I think it was the pub scene where she yeah. walks in and it's just very the, the police explaining, well, we had to let him go because he didn't technically really do anything super wrong. Um, I do like the random guys in the pub that are just kind of vaguely threatening Rory mm-hmm. Kinnears. They don't really do anything except just kind of look scary. So I like that they kind of come back at the end, too, because that is like a um, maybe this like women can walk into a room and just get a sense from a guy that they're like, eh, no, mm-hmm. something's, you know, you, you just kind of, your fl- your fight or flight kicks in, even though they haven't done anything. I mean, this is pretty much when it transitions to more horror outright, because she's getting like, oh, her phone keeps glitching out. Oh yeah, it glitches and it's- Like it's, images it's, of like a screaming dude. Yeah. I don't know. I couldn't tell if it's supposed to be her husband or yeah, if it's- tell. Just, Another Rory. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, it didn't really the do The line of what's real and what's not is really weird in this movie. And yeah. I don't really know where I kind of fall. Because the very end is like, wait, how much happened? Because there's kind of blood everywhere. Yeah, it seems like it all legitimately happened. And her happened. car's all fucked up. Yeah. So, so I don't know. Because this is when, you know, she's... At her place, it's night. Yeah, she hears the screaming again. She hears the screaming. She's All the apples fall off the tree yeah, in slow motion. Naked guy, graveyard, hours. He's back, baby. He's that back, but now he's the cop. And now he disappeared. And now he's one of the guys, maybe from the pub, running at yeah, her. Yeah, it's one of the guys from the pub who like runs up to the front door. Uh-huh. I think she gets off the phone. She was on the phone with her friend Riley. And Riley says she's coming up there. Riley played by, uh, from Glow, Sheila's actor, which uh, I didn't know until we were about to record this. I wish I had known watching it because then I would have been like, oh, that's Sheila. Speaking of wrestling, are we any updates? Apparently, Bruce Pritchard might be in charge of uh, creative with Vince McMahon uh, guiding him. So um, that would suck. Because uh, that, <laughs> that, that would mean that Vince was still kind of doing stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know, man. Um, Oh, yeah, someone said that maybe now Roman and Seth can wear white pants again. Vince didn't like that when they wore white really? pants. Really? <laughs> yeah. All right, dude. We're in the last stretch of this movie. This one, it gets fucking crazy, right? Uh, I saw some people compare this to society. I don't know if I agree with no. that. Listen, some weird shit happens here. Don't compare this to Screaming Mad George's work. Yeah. That man is an artist. A lot of CGI in this uh yeah. Movie. Yeah. I mean, how I else are you going to make Rory pregnant? You can't. It would be very hard to do this practically, but there's maybe some you stuff. You could. I it don't. would just cost a lot more and take a lot more time. Yeah. I think what the green man like runs up and he, like, he blows, he like he douses her. Dandelion doses her with uh, dandelions. He then he chases her inside and the, he sticks his hand through the mail slot and she stabs his hand and then he like, 
Or no, she stabs his arm and then yeah, he oh, yeah. pulls it. He pulls it out. And he slices up his, his whole arm. Open. Again, it's all, it's CG. It's CG. Oh. I know, give me a fucking crack. You don't even have to have that attached to anything on the other end. I know. Give me a nice, it's juicy, annoying. practical hand coming through that thing. It's Split it open, baby. Frustrating, yeah. And then is it all CG when they're walking around? Yeah, because you could put that in a sleeve some, and have a... There's some like bad CGI that like actually bugged me. I'll mention when we get to it but it was like man just do this practical come on it takes too much time and costs too much money hon it's uh, i'm sorry what, the 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 kind of uh symbolism though that i think is neat with the arm is like we do see a shot of it's like when her husband falls he gets his arm impaled through like the fence and a his fence post his yeah, leg his is leg all is broken, broken and, and she finds him like that it's awful it's gross yeah, yeah. uh so that's like you know the similar injury and also because he's pulling his arm back through the mail he's doing it to himself basically mm. it's like oh look at what you're doing to me kind yeah. of thing as he splits his gross and arm then plus he just gives him permanent shocker hand and that's a very male di- thing sure yeah, yeah. <laughs> then the mail slot. slot producer gressel oh the mail slot yeah. i see then we see there's that kid in her kitchen, and he's got the split hand, so we know that they're all kind of turning into each other because his hand is all weird. I liked creepy kid in the kitchen. I liked him here, too. Yeah. Because he's got... So earlier in the movie, we didn't mention this, there's a crow that flies through her window, and like it's all like dead, and Jeffrey has to snap its neck. And it's a thing where... When she is experiencing it, it's very much it seems like a home intruder, and then Jeffrey shows up, and it's like, oh, it's just a bird. No, no right. reason to worry. Uh, I'm the, bad at accents. Kid has the crow like laying on the counter, and it's got the mask on, and he's kind of moving it back and forth. Almost, it almost looks like he's fucking it. It's weird. It's weird. I like it. I like this too, because it's just what the fuck. Creepy man. kid in the kitchen scene. I'm, I'm it's a fan. It's good. Of. Yeah. Like. <laughs> We sh- uh, yeah. The so, mask on the bird and then just him. Yeah, the ma- this like woman's face on this broken, fucked up bird. And mm-hmm. it's, yeah, okay, like fine. It. Again, <laughs> that's imagery that, not subtle, but that works for me because it's mm-hmm. so fucking weird. Anyway, he asks her to play hide and seek again. And he basically dares her to stab him because she's got a knife. And he's like, it's going to be the last chance you'll ever get. That line was creepy. That was creepy. Yeah. 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 Uh, now he's the vicar, complaining yeah. about how horny she makes him. Yeah, oh boy, the vicar's just being, you know, he's reciting fucking poetry and being weird about <laughs> it. And she asks, what what the fuck are you? And he says a swan, which is a reference to Lita and the swan when Zeus. Oh, she has sex with a swan? Uh, she gets raped by a swan. Oh. It's Zeus who transforms into a swan. Okay. And then she gives birth to Helen of Troy. Okay. Yeah. He, and he he does start to assault her. Yeah, he after he goes on his creep monologue about how he goes, I've decided you're an expert in carnality. You're like a you're a fucking freak and uh you damn thanks for making me think about all that, you fucking slut. This is your power. This is the control you exert. He compares her to a siren. Um, mm-hmm, he, th- mm-hmm. this is the bad CGI that I wanted to scream. I hated it so much when he puts his split hand on either side of her neck, which is creepy as fuck. But the one side of it is like, it's, it, you can just tell it's CG. It's it, it doesn't quite image. sit there right. Yeah. And it just isn't, you can tell there's not actually anything there. And it, that imagery is so much creepier if that's a real like, like he's gross wearing, little hand he's, he's got sleeves, sleeves on it's just not stick that a hard fucking prosthetic out of it man it's so frustrating uh she stabs him before he can rape her and she runs outside drives away in her ford fiesta and hits jeffrey who's in the street for some reason and then jeffrey that's when jeffrey that's finally when is like bad. oh i'm sorry i helped you and this is how you repay me and he grabs her by the hair and pulls her pulls her out of the car i'm surprised he didn't do pull a chucky and like women drivers <laughs> women drivers dude for sure yeah and that's like the turn of that character where yeah. maybe if you're assuming oh he's not all bad it's like that's why i guess it's just the women have to be careful because you just never know mm-hmm what guy is gonna snap Jeffrey screaming while he's trying I love the cut the to him just screaming. screaming yeah 
and smashes her car. The night sky looks great. Here. Yeah, the Milky Way. Yeah, it's like, I don't know what that's all about, but it looks nice. Oh, boy. All right, so he crashes the fucking car into the front of the house, and that's when the our naked guy's back, and he's full green man. His face looks exactly like the carving, and the green man starts walking towards her, and his ankle snaps, and it's gross. Just and like her husband's body. Also, wait a minute. He's definitely pregnant? He's definitely mm -hmm. pregnant, hon. And this is when we get into our ending that, we, I that you alluded to with just vagina. Yeah, naked green man. Lays down, and then you, uh, you know, right below his little green penis, uh, there's a vagina. Yeah, he's got grussy. This is a green man. Ooh, yeah, yeah. grussy. Grussy. Out of that grussy yeah. uh, comes the kid. Uh, yeah. Th Samuel. The creepy kid. Creepy kid pops out. Yeah. And, uh, oh, wait. Samuel's pregnant. He's pregnant. What? Oh, no. And then he gives birth. He also has... A vagina and gives. Birth. Oh yeah, he has a he has a vagina. He gives birth to the vicar. Vicar. The vicar has a back vagina. A back ussy. A back ussy, because so not he, a bussy. That's different. No. Uh, he, he gives leans over and, and shoulder birth blade births through his shoulder back vagina. Uh, I don't know who does he give. Oh, he gives birth to Jeffrey. That's Jeffrey. Jeffrey. It's a Jeffrey's pregnant. Is Jeffrey pregnant? Yeah. Jeffrey Jeffrey's pregnant He's too. He's the last pregnant. This is when I started. I just started laughing. We were dying. It just, like as soon as the, the third man the, gave birth to a man. The part I just... where we started cracking up is when it is the shot of like, I think it's Jeffrey just crowning out of this vagina. And it's like, I'm like <laughs> it's hairy and it's like weird CG. CG vagina. It's CG window water baby moving. It is. It really is, dude. It's wild. Window water Jeffrey moving. Window water Jeffrey moving. Fuck. You're welcome, one person who got You're that. You're welcome, <laughs> James Gressel back there. <laughs> Boy, okay, so Jeffrey's pregnant. He's crying. And well, Jeffrey's going to have to have a mouth section or whatever. Yep, he's got a mouth pussy. Mouth burn. <laughs> and uh, her... A mussy. A mussy. Her uh, husband gets Coming born. Out feet first. This honestly is my favorite visual in this sequence is this upside down birth where his legs are coming out first out of his mouth. I thought that this looked cool because yeah. there's Jeffrey's body just kind of collapsing under it. It was the it was cool. I was too busy laughing. Uh, I also kind of like the touch of him being born upside down because he fell to his death. I don't mm, know. It's just sure. cool imagery. And then, yeah, there's her, uh, there's her husband, husband, who we also get to see naked here. That's fun, oh, right? Oh, he's got a fucking donk. He does have quite a dumper. Yeah. pretty. He's pretty caked up. Dude's, dude squats. Yeah. Uh, they sit on the couch next to each other. And he says, look at me, Harper. I, so I, he's like, I died, and this is what you did. And she asks. She has an axe, by the way, that she grabs. And oh, yeah. And she's she kind of just, it, yeah, just holding it. And she asks, what do you want? What is it that you want from me? And he says, your love. And she just goes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she's kind of, I don't know if it's kind of ambiguous. Does she fucking just chop him up after? Oh, probably. Because uh, then it's like title card men. But then it comes back uh, to her friend arriving who is pregnant. Uh, her friend is pregnant. Yeah. There is probably some importance to that. It's so funny because I kept seeing people being like, her friend's pregnant. That must mean something. And I have not seen a single person be like, here's what I think this means. Everyone's yeah, just, just like, like, it must mean something. Must Maybe mean the actress something. was just pregnant. I don't know if it was a real pregnancy. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but she's there. Her friend finally gets there and finds, again, evidence that these things actually happened. Blood, the crashed car, and then finds Harper just kind of chilling. Kind of happy, content. Yeah. I like the touch of the end credits or like this end sequence is uh, the song Your Love by Elton John. And it, it plays. There's a cover it, earlier. Yeah, yeah, there's a cover of it uh, being played earlier. I forget who the singer is, but it's a female singer. So I mm -hmm. like the two versions of that song. And, and then the credits are impact font, I'm pretty sure. So <laughs> I don't know, ma'am. Uh, one, one more thing that we forgot to say is that uh, when all the births are happening, apparently... I have read that it was written where she's like terrified in reaction, but instead it may have been the actress who suggested that she's just like over it. Cause her reaction to all this shit happening is just like, that is, you know, which I like from my, my take on 
am I supposed to feel empathy for, oh yeah, men can be this way, but there's reasons because of ingrained sexism and it's passed down and blah, blah, blah. And I think her being horrified would be more of like a, oh yeah, that's that's terrible and isn't that so bad? And maybe puts her more in a position of like, wow, maybe I shouldn't uh, be so judgmental because it's also systemic, you know, versus her being over it. I, I think it's fascinating that that was her suggestion because for me as a woman, that feels a bit more authentic where it's like, okay, yeah, that's your shit to deal with. I'm, you know, <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. That's not my fucking problem. I guess it is my problem when it affects my fucking life, but I'm sorry that like your dad said you would never join the military. That's not, you know, deal with that shit on your own. I'm sorry. You know, I just, <laughs> I, I think that's an interesting, um, change and i like that 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 she suggested that i think she's a really good i like her a lot she's great yeah i'll honestly just see whatever she's in mm -hmm. she's good so that's men it's fine i guess it's I, fine. I didn't like it but I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna talk mad shit about it i'm no. not gonna be like that movie sucked it didn't suck it's 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 like an interestingly made well shot well acted film yeah that i just didn't really care for yeah yeah uh don't be weird in the comment section. Let's all keep this civil. Yeah, I, Although I feel like if you've watched this far and you listen to the podcast, you're fine. You're fine. You're not going to be weird. We'll, we'll get comments from people who clicked on and were like, why do you hate men? And then left before the conversation started. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, some people can't handle talking about themes of a movie. Yeah. I, I feel like I, I, even at the end of this, I don't have a cohesive takeaway from what I think this movie is ultimately saying or yeah, how I uh, feel about it. I this, kind of go back and forth. This is definitely one where I uh, would love to read thought out comments. So, you know, if you're, if you're a person who is so inclined to type out your thoughts about the movie in the comments, I, I read all the comments. I always do. So, you know, even if it's a long comment and you're like, is this worth it? Is anyone going to read it? I'll read it and I'll be interested. So please feel free to. Tell us if there's any cool symbolism we missed, because I feel like that probably something like fun. Like I said, I'm a dummy about this movie. I'm 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 gonna leave One this and go watch SmackDown. You know, a little thing I liked that we didn't mention, but it was just a little bit of writing that I liked is how she, when she's first getting that tour, and he asks who she plays piano, she says no. But later, she's playing piano and is talking really about well. it with her friend. Mm -hmm. And for me, that just is so, like, real where. You know, if I'm in her situation, I just know this dude's going to ask me to play yeah, exactly. and it's going to be weird and oh, I hate it. Yeah. Like, no, no, yeah, I just don't play, ew, yeah. gross. <laughs> no, thank you. Let's it's for me. <laughs> Yikes. Don't get weird. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, I don't think I have any other housekeeping. You know what? I think we went. Okay. So we saw Note Party. We went to the premiere. It was fucking awesome. Yeah. Can we see it again and then do a yes, podcast episode? Because I loved Note. And I want to make that guy see it. Yes, it, we'll go see it with I Gressel. can't stop thinking about I it. I can't stop thinking about it either. I'm obsessed with it. I think it's fantastic. And there's so much to, mm, there's just a lot of stuff to dig into. Yeah. It's, you know, it, it's it's not like this one where, nope, I'm like, there's so many things that are just swirling around in my head. Just so many layers of. Nope, I'll feel more confident saying what things yeah, mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Just, <laughs> there, there's so much more to just chew on. And I really want to talk about it, so we'll go see it again. It's, and a, it's a fun time at the movies, it's man. It's so goddamn so, fun. Okay, that's our goal then. Uh, watch the Dracula Kill Count. Please watch the Dracula <laughs> Kill Count. I know it's in black and white. It's an old movie. Dude, anyone watching the podcast probably watched it. I know. It. You guys we are know. so good. Yeah, you good old podcast audience. You're our favorite. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, Dead Meat James. Twitter, TikTok, Instagram. And Check those out. Carebeck, C-R-E-V-E-C-C -E -E -C on Twitter and Instagram. And if you want merch, store.com. Yep. So I guess tune in uh, the week after next. We're going to talk about Nope. Yeah. So until then, I'm Chelsea. And I'm James. And this has been the Dead Meat Podcast. Yeah.